carry and deliver. I pray that you will bypass my weaknesses and frailties. And you will use this tongue like the pen of a ready writer. Utterances will be clear. Communication will be distinct and succinct. Lives will be changed via the content of your declaration. And the lives of everybody saying amen will be blessed and transformed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Um, to us and to me precisely by the senior pastor, it's a great honor. Every time we stand here, it comes with um, an understanding that this is about 20-something years of labor that you're standing on. And I can tell you that labor has resulted to gray hair in some instances. So it should be foolhardy of myself to stand straight to the business of this day. Um, you will all need to be a bit more attentive. Um, and I'm going to be a little more deliberate not to run in my usual mannerism of teaching this evening. Um, those of you who are perhaps familiar with my style of delivery, I come sometimes with a very high tempo, you know, you know, shout. Um, I don't have that much of gusto and gusto this evening to do that. Uh, and it's simply because a lot of things are going on around that in our capacity as shepherd, we can't continue to move in unruly enthusiasm and excitement. Meaning, meaning you're showing insensitivity to the obvious that is affecting a number of lives, particularly in this beautiful nation. As a matter of fact, a number of people I've spoken with lately, the most dominant conversation they're having is how to escape from this country. It's a very worrisome concern. The economy is very disturbing. Uh, security situation is very overwhelming. Everything around is indicating negative, negative, negative. And um, God in a super-sensitive manner and sense of provision, would always prepare his children for every changing seasons and times. And you will recall that we have been greatly privileged and encouraged and blessed in this house that the word of God is always ahead of the situation that is coming in the nation. For instance, you will agree that it will take full sense of dependability on God indeed to survive the whole of 2021. With all the happenings and events and occurrences, trust me, if you are not on God's side and you want to win, you will need to pad it. I remember Pastor Yomi sharing a message in, during um, Pastor, Pastor's Appreciation Day. And something struck me in the message he shared, if you can recall. He talked about the story of Elijah and the 400 prophets of Baal. And it dawned on me in a very commercial interpretation that... In our modern day, the prophet of Baal will probably, probably mean Babalawos, like he said. Now picture it that Babalawo, 400 of them on this commercial lane. In the first place, they will not be existing if they are not enjoying patronage. And then secondly, the patronage will not be continuous if they are not getting results. Are you following me here, friends? Then the question I would have loved to ask is, where were the believers in those days and the Christians then? that they gave so much room for proliferation of this alternative option to life's problems. Where were they? As a matter of fact, you would not even want to blame someone like Elijah who, was, who had that, that, that audacity and, and boldness and affront to tell God, I'm the only one left. It perhaps would have looked round. Most of the churches were already compromising. 
Most of the pastors were also padding it. Things were just going igiaga. And he told God, look, I'm the only one left. But you know God now. Everybody knows that this God is amazing. And in his very polite, soft tone. I don't know if God uses baritone, but I think he used a very soft tone. And he called him and said, chief, come here. You're not the only one left. And in case you think I have about, I don't have two people left. I don't have, in fact, I don't have 700 people left. Listen again. I'm not talking about a a thousand people left. (laughs) How many people do you think he mentioned? 7,000. Now, and I would have loved to ask God if I was Elijah. Where are they? (laughs) 400 prophets are striving and changing the economy and status quo. One queen called Queen Jezebel is taking charge. And you're saying you have 7,000 people? No, stop kidding me. That is not the focus. The focus is that whatever they experience then is almost encroaching us now. Trust me, people are looking for diverse alternatives. One shocking testimony I heard recently was a young man who worked in an organization to be fired last year and he got a, con- he got a business transaction that fetched him a commission of over 30 million. I was so excited and inspired because I presumed he did it in faith. Only to be told a couple of weeks after that he visited the bars. People are doing everything and anything to survive now. People are trying all sorts to survive. Particularly of us, I'm not talking to those who live in church, those who work in the marketplace. You will know that people are striving. This instinct for survival is crushing and is killing people. So, it begs the question, we are sons of God. What is the provision of heaven for us, not just to survive it, but to stand well above it. Now, I can tell you free of charge, God is not excited to see his own son acting pitiful. He's not. That's why you'll be surprised. When Job approached him at the end of the entire trauma, he looked at Job, not with a tone of empathy or sympathy. The first thing he told Job in that Job 28 is that, brace up yourself like a man. You behave like a boy because these things happen to you and so you're crying. I have programmed in you sufficient strength and power and grace to overcome everything. Everything it takes to be a moving champion is programmed in your DNA. There is a consequence of activation. And I believe God saw the despair in the heart of most people and he gave us a prophetic word two Sundays ago. You can recall that word. Because it's on that, the strength and the authority and the integrity of that word that I'm going to build our teaching tonight. He gave us a word two Sundays ago. He said, my children, I have opened a season of answered prayers. Friends, if every prayer you utter to heaven, you get an approval of response. Do you know what that means to you? You will forever be inspired and encouraged to keep asking. There is no living soul seated there, either old or young, that does not have a prayer request. There's none seated in this auditorium. Standing before you, I have barrage and gallons and quantum prayer requests. But you know the truth? There are three things in life that God alone controls. You can write it down. Maybe not part of the message, but let's just chip it in. Three things God controls that you cannot influence it. His sovereignty is demonstrated in those three things. Number one, God controls time. Anybody wants to debate it? Believe me. Anybody that is influenced by time cannot be compared to God. The moment time has influence on you, then there is a guarantee you have an end. 
God controls time. And time controls seasons. Number two, God controls harvest. Now, believe me, Peter can sow, Apollo can water, but trust me, harvest is decided by God. That's why Yoruba will take it further. Kita, kita, odola. It's not by gragra. God controls harvest. So, hard working does not automatically translate to great harvest. Because the man in charge determines the harvest. Now, I need you to please pay attention that God wants to open your mind to a realm where you control things. Things does not control you again. He controls time. That's why anybody that is impatient cannot be a friend of God. That's the truth. Your first character failure with God is impatience. Because one thing God will never do about timing is to tell you time of anything. God, when am I going to be a billionaire? Believe me, he will never tell you the time. At best, he will tell you you will be. But one thing is assured. If he said it, the word of God does not describe a situation. His word creates solution. If he said it, if he can just believe that, once it proceeds out of his mouth, consider it done. Don't bother your head with the pressure of patience and timing. Don't. If he told you you'll be a billionaire, believe me, if you are 94 and you are not yet a billionaire, you won't die. You can afford to add an extra 300 years to your age. And do you know the truth? Nobody can ask him why. He owns time. He owns harvest. Can I tell you the third thing God owns? He controls his soul only in procreation. You can argue it now. If you think it's every sexual uh, intercourse that results to children, you are deceiving yourself. There are millions of people who I heard it by gist or gist. I didn't touch how. In fact, we didn't. I didn't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Meanwhile, there are some who are even doing IVF. Leave God with what He alone can undo, and receive your peace. Take your peace to yourself. And you take care of what you can handle. Procreation is a work of God. He's, in fact, he's the one that can tell you, you don't need a womb to have a child. You know that. I have heard women say, I didn't ovulate, yet I was pregnant. He's the only one who produced a child. And the honest fact is, if you know that you have an inheritance by redemption to procreation, you will not doubt his capability to give you one. I'm excited about God as I'm growing older. In fact, my worries, one of the things the enemy, the enemy lost in me as an individual growing older, he lost me. Ex- he, doesn't, he can't explain God to me again because I have known him. You know, some people are explaining God while others are manifesting him. I'm not, nobody can, don't explain him to me. I know him now. So I will never be impatient because you can't talk of patience and not talk of time. And you are not in charge of time. In fact, the one that amused me the most is when Jesus said, when they asked Jesus, when are you coming back? He said, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. So, ahead of the message, God gave us, he said, this is the time that I will answer prayers. And this is the truth. If God should release a word like that, let, us, let me pause and ask us, what do you think should be our own responsibility to that message? 
God said through his servant. Because believe me, in this present day dispensation, anybody that claims is a man of God, his strength will not be measured in the scripture he's explaining. His strength will be measured in the God he's hearing. Because why? Faith comes by hearing, not by explaining. It is what God says that you act upon, that is faith. Because the, the Bible you are reading is as good as a letter, except there is a revelation in it. In any case, don't they use Bible in secondary school as CRK textbook? So, whoever claims to be a man of God now, like a father in the house, his duty is not just to explain scriptures to us, it's to hear what God is saying to us. Now, when God now released the word, telling us that in this season, I have opened heaven over you that I will answer prayers. So, as his children that are wise, what is our own part of the rest of, of the instruction? Number one is what? If someone can get this answer, eh? Ah. Oh my God. You just made my evening. Who knows it? Okay, Sister Buki said, the expectant. We'll write it down. But that's not the answer I want to hear. Patient. What's your name, please? Joyce. Joyce said, patient. Is she wrong? No. That's not the answer I'm looking for. Eh? Obedience. Ah, another answer. Obedience. Belief. That sounds like someone's name. Thanking him, eh? Oh, correct. Eh? I'm going to part off maybe now. Clap for that sister. Now listen. If God said, I have opened heaven to you for this answering of prayers, what are you supposed to be doing? Pray. Ask. It is here who can pray that we enjoy the benefit of prayer. Oh, believe, obedience. Those things are correct, though. But those things are only an integral part of those. And you know, praying in a capacity of 10 in this season, increase it to 20 because there is an answer coming in numbers. What God said. As somebody needs to activate a prayer life because there's a season of answering. So, if prior now, all you've been doing is either reading the Bible, which is good, but God is now saying, you know, imagine you've been a farmer and this is the time to plant corn. Would you plant cassava? Is it not planting? Are they not all planting? But the season is attuned to more of corn. Wisdom demands you do what? Land, corn to a vast land. So, the first response to that prophecy is that it is time for somebody to activate a higher dose of a prayer culture. You should become a prayer engine right now because heaven says it's your time. And I know, and I know this from experience. I know this from experience. Now, I am not teaching you. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm manifesting what is real. I know from experience that there is something about praying all night. Believe me. There is something about when you pray all night. So, prior to the prophecy, you could pray till about 11 o'clock and go and sleep. In this season of the prophetic activation, you should pray more into the middle of the night. If this you have heard, you will not follow. Then what answer are you expecting? 
So the season is a season of God answering prayer, meaning everybody should wear their garment of prayer because God is saying, I am waiting to receive it. The situation is very overwhelming around the nation. And God is interested in what we are supposed to do to overcome the situation. And so today, in connection with the same message you heard, penultimate Sunday, and the one Pastor Yomi preached last Sunday, you recall that Pastor Yomi shared something about upgrade. Am I correct? Upgrade your calling. You are chosen. So many are called, few are chosen. When I went back home to study on that, it dawned on me is that many people will go through diverse situations and some will fall by the way. But those who understand the principle of that they are chosen, you know, like First Peter 2 9, say, I am a chosen generation. Don't leave it at that. If you claim to be a chosen generation, you will demonstrate these two qualities. One, royalty. Two, priesthood. Royalty, now, of all quality of a king, one of the most profound quality of a king is that they don't bow to things. Am I correct here? Imagine on your Onife bowing to you. It will be an abomination. But I tell you free of charge here, many believers are already bowing to the situation around because you've lost your sense of royalty. It's not your fault. Knowledge is just not enough. And so, fallout of that message, I came up with this little instruction that it is time to what? Upgrade. And one of the reasons is that this, listen to this, listen to this truth. Proverbs 24, I believe, verse 10, it says, when a man fail in the day of adversity, the day when things are tough, like it is for some people now, things are rough. They are losing their sleep. High blood pressure is going up day and night. He said when you fail during those difficult, perilous times, and you are wondering why, this is the answer. He said your strength is still little. And I will read the scripture to you. Luke chapter 11, verse 21 to verse 22. Can I have it please? Luke 11, and I want you to please fix your eye on that scripture. Luke 11. You must have read this before. I've read it over and over, and I've read it this evening again. Listen. He said, when a strong man, <laughs> fully harmed, guards his own palace. Follow me. He said, his goods are what? In peace. <laughs> when a man, not just an ordinary man, a strong man. Now, believe me, if you ever woke up in the morning and you see someone jogging, he's not doing it for fun. He's doing it to be fit. So, for him to have been qualified to be strong, he had done some things. So now, I don't have six-pack physically. I have it in the spiritual. No, I have spiritual six-pack. Now, now, pay attention. If I need to have six-pack, like Pastor Etifia, you understand? It will be required of me. You know, it's one-one now. Is it not one-one? Now, if I need to have six pack like Pastor Etifia, it will be required of me to do what? To do gym, carry everything that I can carry. And when I now have the six pack, 
you will qualify me is a strong man. Strong man is not a noun. Certain steps were put in place to be qualified as a strong man. Now, how many people are truly strong? Okay, so, the times that you have cried at night, is it wrong to cry? No. But it's also a symptom of weakness. I know you will not necessarily have to agree. But trust me, if you can stay your ground, most of the time, for example, let me give you a very little illustration. They went to Ziglag, they fought a war. All of them came back. They are taking their family. How many people cried? How many cried did David cry? Was David affected? Yes. Did he cry? No. Is it wrong to cry? You only cried because you are at that level. David did not cry but was affected. What did David do? Ah, Oshie, I'm not bad, right? It's well with you. Rather than allow the tears to drop, have we speak? Have you heard the scripture by David? He said, "Why so cast down, <laughs> oh my soul?" Anybody knows that scripture? He didn't say it as a fluke. He said it in a state of despair and desperation and exhaustion. He was exhausted, but he told himself, "Why so cast down, oh my soul?" What's the next thing he said? Put your trust in God. Shake it off. Shake it off, boy. And Bible said he went to God and God said he pursued them, you overtake. Because I'm not sure that while you're crying, the voice of God can come clearly. I'm not sure. Now follow the story. Fully harmed, guard his own palace, his goose are in peace. So if I ask somebody here that your life is in peace, believe me, it's not coincidence. It's not because they have not attempted to attack you. It's because you are stronger than the attack. Now, if your life is in peace right now, everything is going well. It is not because they have not made attempts to attack you. It's because they made the attempt, but you are stronger than the attempt. You agree with me? Believe me, life is a battle. But look at the dilemma of this man. He said, but when? When what? Ah. When is stronger than he? So there was a strong... Now that he says stronger, then he comes upon him. Why? Why is he coming upon him? And overcomes him. He takes from him first his hammer, then that which he is trusted, he divides it and takes it away. In fact, if you are feeling overwhelmed right now, you are really feeling tired, you are feeling discouraged, believe me, someone stronger than you is, is dealing with you. Or something stronger than you. The way you feel right now, perhaps you didn't feel like that two years ago. Maybe, you didn't even, maybe, maybe four years ago, like I was when I was about 16. I went for a program in church and they said, give us your prayer point and trust me, and I'm not boasting. I didn't have a prayer point. I was 16 years old. I was wondering what am I supposed to pray about. I didn't have need for money. I didn't have need for house. I didn't have need for anything. Adulthood is a scam. I didn't have need for anything. But ask me now if I have prayer points. Four years ago, nothing bothered you. When you were 17, it never occurred to you that you should be praying for your life partner. I want to marry. It didn't bother you. Not because. But right now, 
If you are feeling overwhelmed in your current state, don't blame yourself. This is the answer. That is it on the board. Something stronger has encroached you. Now, so the question would be this. Do you want to remain spoiled? No. So it is time for what? Upgrade. So this is the illustration. If a little boy of 10 kg defeated me because I'm 3 kg, all right, and this 5, 10 kg, this 5 kg boy will not go, what honest advice would you give me? You would tell me to what? Go back to the gym, right? Go and develop more mozu. So how many kg? Oshé, you are very, maybe you'll be vengeful. <laughs> It's allowed though. Scripture says when the thief is caught. So whoever has been stealing from you is a strong man. When you develop capacity, you will catch the person. And the Bible said that not just he will be caught, he will pay back sevenfold. But no, you cannot catch a thief when he's still dealing with you. So you will need to go back to the gym and develop. Imagine now, you are now 50 kg. What do you think you will do to the 10 kg guy? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh my God in heaven. Sense of God. See, these are practical illustrations that when you are alone at night, tell yourself, this issue that is acting like a mountain before me. It is, the mountain is not the problem. Oh. The problem is that my capacity is not sufficient. This issue that has delayed for too long is not the problem. Oh. It is mean that I have not grown. You know, it is easier to collect $100 from a child. And give that child a lollipop. You know, it's easier. Try it now. Call any of this child. Let the mother give, give the child $100 bill. And you brought out sweets. Hey, Jenny, Jenny, take sweet. Bring that paper. Okay, maybe you're not children of these days. Because <laughs> I asked the home brother, I said, for where? But you know, honestly speaking, we don't know. Where we are right now, friends, in the scheme of things, in the perilous season we have found ourselves, your current capacity, either spiritually, physically, mentally, is likely not going to see you through, except you take a deliberate, conscious effort for greater self-development. What you had yesterday might not conquer the battle of today. And the one coming tomorrow will be stronger than that of today. So every day of your life, you should be what? Upgrading. Even ordinary white man created a device, this phone, after a while, it will tell you, upgrade. How much more human being? I have tried to establish to you, with insouciant manner, the understanding that if you are feeling pained, or you think a problem has persisted for too long, maybe you need to change strategic thinking. Rather than embracing it in self-pity, you are lying, the voices are all around you telling you something is wrong with you, or demonizing everybody around you. Don't demonize people. Look within and say, this, my mindset is not big enough to conquer this situation. And so the teaching of upgrading becomes essential. But let's quickly look at, how do I know it is time to upgrade? How do I know it's time to upgrade? So the, the title of the message is what? Upgrade. How do I know it's time to upgrade? When you experience a persistent state of lack. Are you aware that it is anti-covenant to constantly be in lack? I hope you know that is not godly. Anybody want to contest it? 
It is not in the will of God to constantly empty your pocket before another thing enters. It is not. If it is happening, you have not discovered the secret to something. And you cannot know it until you are taught. Now, believe me, trust me. Some of us are so used to our predicament that it has become our natural environment. Ah, what can I do? What can I do? I can't fight it. Hello, hello. Fight it. Start the fight now. Whatever you can confront, you will conquer. Fight it. When you experience persistent state of lack, for example, in the book of First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. Can we see First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10? We see the story of this man. Look at the man. Look at this man. And Jabez called on who? On the God of Israel saying, ah, I'm not sure Jabez was crying here. I'm not sure Jabez was blaming his wife or his husband or his uncle or brother for his predicament. Jabez cried to who? Cried to God. Oh, that you will please bless me indeed. And do what? Enlarge my territory. And your hand will be with me. And that you will keep me from evil. Now, look at the word enlarge there. I presume here that what Jabez was asking for, if God has supplied it, his current size will not accommodate it. Oh, believe me, believe me, some blessings can overwhelm you and kill you. Yoruba man will say some things. Anybody heard that before? What does that mean in English? Poverty is likely not going to kill you as much as when you are spoiled with wealth. A young man committed suicide in the U.S., I read in the story, and they did a research on why he committed suicide. He committed suicide because nothing in his life ever prepared him that there's something called failure. So the first time he failed, he killed himself, killed his wife, and killed the children. But let's see, let an average Nigerian, an average Nigerian is dealing with failure like this, punching it in the face. And no wonder when they get over there, they excel in a manner unbelievable. They have dealt with, an average Nigerian prays for everything. Pray for phone to be charged, pray for lights, pray for traffic. An average Nigerian is a moving praying machine. Now imagine they get to a nation where there is no prayer point for light, no prayer point for food. What do you think they'll be praying about? They'll be praying for God to continue to give them more grace to conquer. Jabez knew that the problem of his lack was not the provision of heaven, but his current space was too small for God to fill it. Listen to a secret. Listen to a secret. If you are going to end lack, you can't escape giving. True or false? Giving is not the surest way to keep a thing. It's not the surest way to lose a thing. It's the surest way to enlarge a thing. If you keep, you will lack. Now, somebody is thinking giving is all about money. No. Believe me, and I will share this personal experience with you. I have never lacked new clothes because old ones don't stay long in my wardrobe. Give to everyone who needs to wear clothes. It is the first lie of the devil to tell you you have nothing to give. It's a lie. Shoes, clothes, time, compliments. You said they've damaged your self-esteem. You give some hundred people. 
compliments every day, your, your self-esteem will be replaced. There is nobody that cannot give. And in the process of giving, you are positioned for what? Harvest and enlargement. When you are, when your affliction and frustration persists, and you think demonic activity is at work, it is another symptom that it is time to upgrade. I can't imagine that every day, every night, you are sleeping and you are having dreams of demonic activities. It should point something to you that they have found a convenient space around you. It is time to adjust the atmosphere. Something very interesting happened today in my, in my, in my, in my house. The pumping machine just refused to work. And, you know, you don't still want to be a victim of mechanic. You know mechanic? You don't want to be a victim of all these artisans. In fact, these days getting worse. You don't even want to be a victim of hospital. And I, got, I went to work and I was like, God, look, I can't spend money for any, to any plumber to give me and come and fix this thing. Because it's this um, ball machine. They will have to remove it. And so I go back home. I looked at the machine. I said, God, there is a way. And do you know the foolishness that happened to all of us in the house? It was just a little plug that I removed from the machine. I'm sure she's just hearing it for the first time. My wife is there. And I got there and I looked at it. She said, ah, this plug is out of, out of connection. Push it back now. I pushed it back on the machine and lo and behold, it's working. I didn't demonize it. It was not demon. It's just that I need to expand my thinking. Hello. I just expanded thinking. I could have been there thinking of the next plumber to fix it. But I just expand. Now, believe me, look at that matter closely. You realize that there is nothing. It's just shadow. Look at it closely. There is nothing. Expand thinking. In Matthew 17, 19, something like this happened. Let's see Matthew 17, 19 quickly. Matthew 17, 19. You want to help me, please? Matthew 17, 19. Then disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Chairman, come. Why couldn't we handle this mountain? And he said to them, can we roll now? 18, I mean, 20. 20. So Jesus said to them, he said, because of your, I have a problem with that statement. Because the people Jesus was talking to here were the same set of people that once upon a time he sent, out, he sent them out in twos and they did miracle. But you know the problem with this particular one? Read for that. He said, for, surely I said to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move. Follow me. Move from here to there. You know, when I read it, it sounded very easy. I, I mean, who would want to say anything to mountain? Mountain, move. <laughs> I mean, everybody would have done it long ago. <laughs> mountain, move. From here to there, and it will <laughs> move. The next thing is that nothing will be impossible for you. Can we read further, please? Eh? What kind of English is that? Eh? No, now the first one was okay. If you say to this mountain, mountain, move. And he said, it will just move. Ah, ah. Oh, that's Jesus. Isn't that a sweet experience? 
Believe me, this part of the story. <laughs> However, this kind. Okay, so there's a problem. All the mountains are not the same. All the mountains are not the same. So maybe there is a particular mountain that if you said to you, go, go. Go, it will go. Now, some of us have experienced some mountains like that. Now, some of us don't have headache by the grace of God. Because once I have a symptom of headache, it's one of those small mountains that I can say, go. It will go. Believe me. And I don't think about it. There are some states you should have gotten to as a believer right now that some things does not move you now. Some people sitting there are not struggling to give up. As a matter of fact, God knows that one of the headache you are right now is not. Some people don't have problem with loss. Are you aware of that? Some people don't have problem with greed, though. Some people don't have problem with unforgiveness. Some people forgive without thinking, you know. In fact, before you even do your first day, have you met people like that? Some people don't. They, whether you greet them or you don't greet them, it doesn't matter to them. Oh. As a matter of you're greeting them in stress. Some people have grown at this different level of spiritual virtues. While some people are still, imagine, she passed. He didn't even say good morning. Some people can, because of that, not come to church. Oh. So everybody have different mountains that they can speak with and they go. You have spoken to some mountains and they've gone. But there is a kind. However, this kind. So let us imagine that if you have a problem, a situation right now that is been so much around you for a month, a week, a year, or two years, I don't think I need to tell you that that particular mountain is beginning to look like this kind. Now, have you seen some problem came you solve them, but the problem that came makes a particular one on ground. You solve that one, and that one is still there. And you're asking yourself, ah, is it not the same prayer I prayed that this one left? Why is this one not going? See, that is it. This kind. Okay. You know, said the way to handle this kind, it does not go. So this one does not answer to maintain, move. Mountain, stop. This one's language is what? Okay, so you now have somebody here that one of the problems he has never conquered in his life is his belly. And I have to eat by 10 a.m. Ah. If by 10 a.m. I'm not eating, ah, my, life, my body cannot, do my body does me, eh? Now imagine such a human being is <laughs> confronted with this kind of mountain. Eh? You know that there is already a problem. Oh, so... They said the antidote to this mountain is prayer, fasting. And you, ah, you must eat oh, by 8 o'clock. Ah, no. Uh, I can play with anything, not food. Eh? Now, pay attention. This one, this kind, the solution to this kind is you must forgive. Ah, no, 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 no. The truth is that I will forgive, sir. I will forgive. But that forgetting, eh? You know, the way I like to forgive is until I see the person feel my pain, that's when I, I can release him. Eh? Because when you hear the word fasting, sometimes you think it's just when you deprive yourself of food. It's not just that. Oh. Anything that has a, a measure of control and leisure in your life, 
And you must be willing to depart from it. The word fasting is deprive yourself from what gives you leisure. That's fasting. That's the meaning of fasting. So, anything that seemingly appears very comfortable, that gives you self-esteem, comfort, security, assurance, deprive yourself from it. Then you are fasted. And you are not saying, Otio, Otio, Otio. No, I can't, this one, I can't. What do you mean? I can't give him my best shoe. You know, I'm, I'm, do you know how much I bought that shoe? Uh, and they will tell you, the only reason, the only barrier between you and that and your miracle is that funny shoe that you think is important. This kind. There is a little wisdom here, friends. If there's a problem that has persisted for too long, why don't you think, in this season of answered prayer, it is time. Have you noticed recently Almost all Lagos comes alive by 5.30 a.m. Lagos on internet, YouTube. Prayer is going on everywhere. My God is good and kind. Whatever God cannot do, does not exist. See, you know, I'm even glad about it. You know why I'm glad? It's a pointer to revival in the land. Revival is taking place gradually and it continues to fulfill as in the prophecy of our senior pastor. It's so absolute now. Everybody's depending on God like, <laughs> like depend. So meaning, who will survive this season must be willing to upgrade their current spiritual status. Okay, so you must sleep by, by you must sleep by nine. Oh, uh, if I sleep by nine, then I, I wake up fresh by seven. Ha! This season demands you sacrifice a bit of your comfort. Because the times are different. They call it perilous times in the Bible. Things can't be the way they used to be. Sleeping cannot be. Now, you like to fast, but you don't like to read the word of God. What do we call it? Uh, the reason why you're not reading the word of God is that it's my work, oh, it's my work. Who says you should not work? Enter the restroom. Carry the Bible. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You know, like they say, if you have to see something new, then do something new. If you have to see the old, remain doing the old. There is a discount in the first mountain illustration. This one goes by prayer and fasting. Let's not wait till pastor will declare fasting. Now, that is to say, that's not born you. What scares me about the problem of life? If you don't attend to it on time, eh? there's something called old age. Believe me, believe me, write it down, I said it. If you don't do what you're supposed to do on situations of life, according to scriptural provision, God will not do much and he can call you back home. How do I know? Believe me, if Lazarus made heaven, he must have been a righteous guy. If the requirement and the prerequisite to make heaven is that you must have some measure of spiritual character, Lazarus made heaven and slept on the bosom of Abraham. Yet on earth here, it was so bad for him and God was watching him that dogs were licking his legs and God kept quiet. Believe me, if the son of God refused to do, take their rights, he will call them back home. They will make heaven. And we hear the same story of another man called Abraham. You cannot speak of prosperity in the kingdom without referring to him. In his wealth and prosperity, he yet made devil. 
Do something about that situation. No? Don't leave it to chances or luck. If you live life to, as a casual human being, you will be a casualty to the end. Don't leave it to chance. Pray fast. Pray fast. Because until you conquer. Let me share a personal secret. Ah, time is out. I had, a, I had a challenge in my business many years back. A story that people of people know. My senior pastor is here. And during the, during the old trial, it became very overwhelming for me. Really overwhelming. Really, very overwhelming. And I was tempted at the point I stepped away from the pastoral responsibilities. And I was, the temptation was to just exit church. You know. <clears throat> because when you are passing, my voice start to whisper. You know. And I went to God. I said, God, what do you say really? He said, son, listen to me. Where you fell is where you should get up. Because that is where the glory lies. Did you get that? Where you fell, get up there. Because it's the same people that say, Lazarus is dead. Same people that will gather and say, Lazarus is alive. So the option of exit is the option of crawling in shame. I said, I hear you, sir. Now trust me, it takes someone who's enjoy proximity and relationship with God to receive such germane instruction. Where you fell, stay there. Because your story will become someone's inspiration. You will rise and the glory will be brighter, brighter and stronger. And it will happen. It will happen. When you feel there's a need to upgrade, if you feel too comfortable right now, it's an indication that you need to upgrade. Your prayer life is fine. Your study life is fine. Everything is just good, cool and calm. Let me tell you a good advice. It is not during war you prepare for war. You prepare for war before war arrives. Look at the story we read in that. Look, the man had harmed himself, but the one stronger came. Right now, everything is fine. Business is going well. In this season that God is answering prayer, it's time to begin to pray some dangerous prayers. Because what you have, somebody wants to collect it. And you got to be wise, man. If you came to the house of God and you feel inferior to an unbeliever, then you didn't hear God's word. If God speaks to you, it gives you such embodiment that gives you... You know, one of the things I love about God's word that is intoxicating the way Codine intoxicates those funny boys. If you have encountered God, can a dead, a dead man feel insults? A man that is there. Would he respond? You get to a point that God has filled you. You don't feel anything. You're just there in the spirit and watching things. If you feel too comfortable now, something is wrong. It's an indication something is wrong. Something is wrong. Remember the scripture in 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 1. 2 Kings 6 verse 1, quickly. I move to the next thing. 2 Kings. Listen to this. 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 1. And the sons of the prophet said to Elisha, See now the place where we dwell. With you is what? Too small. The need to upgrade came in. We need to change where we are. Yeah, we are uh, this is a few thousands you have in your accounts. That's not the ultimate gift of heaven. And listen to this. They made a move to enlarge. And the next events of their life started. This part of the story was not recorded in the Bible because it had no relevance. It is, it's, the crisis that happened after is what was recorded. 
Because in the midst of the crisis, Christ receives more strength and glory. Why would he sleep in a boat when there is a storm? Because he needs you to wake him up. The storm is not going to affect him. He wasn't going to move him. You think Christ would have drawn? No way. The other guy too slept in the middle of the boat when the crisis was going on. Remember Jonah, your friend? He was sleeping at the, dark, the, the bottom of the, of the boat. And the funny thing is that he was the least suspected source of the problem. Because he was calm and sleeping. That's a message on that they sleep. I think I, I've tried to explain that uh, a few times that I've been opportunity to share. So, I've established three symptoms why you need to upgrade. And I want to quickly go into fundamental areas you need to ex- upgrade. Areas of your life that needs compulsory upgrading 24 hours of the day. Number one, faith area needs to be upgraded. You read in that look, it says faith as mustard seed. The, the, if they said faith as mustard, it would have made some interesting sense. But the moment they attach seed to it, seed simply means it is expected to what? Grow. Throw it in the soil of trials of life. You don't know how strong you can be until you know the situation approaches you. Throw that seed in the trials of life and see it grow. Some people have become better doing challenges and trying period of their lives. In fact, I, this period of the nation, it has brought many Christians to God. The way people pray now, eh? I'm glad because it's the spark of revival. And it will happen very soon. This land will not be the same again in the next five years. The rate at which people are praying and calling God from 5 a.m. till 7 30 in the morning. Now, how do I know? Because I participate. Praying. Because this kind that is happening in our nation, trust me, economic logic has failed. You need to keep growing faith. Now, pay attention to the concept of faith. Faith is not, it is easier to. Confess faith than to grow faith. Anybody can be confessing faith. It is not as potent as when it is growing. Because what will tell you the faith has overcome is when it confronts a situation that is smaller than it. Oh, you didn't get that. If you ever overcame anything by faith, First John 5 says, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. If you ever overcame anything by faith, believe me, it was not luck. Is that your, the size of that faith was stronger than the situation. So if you are going through a situation that is sinking you right now, it's because the size of your faith is smaller to the situation. So the only thing you need to do is grow the faith bigger than the situation. And it is easier to be confessing with a little faith. Growing faith is what submerges a situation. Remember the scripture? Mark 11 was talking about the confession. But 2 Timothy verse 4, chapter 4 verse 7, Paul was saying there that, I keep my faith. By the time you now read the scripture for that, so Romans 4.20. Now I'd like you to read, see something in Romans 4.20. If they can help me over there, it's not, it's, one of the, it's not one of the scriptures I gave you, but see something in Romans 4.20. And I will show you an example of a man who was not just confessing faith. Most believers confess faith, but very few grow faith. Look at this. He did not waver at what? 
the promises of God through unbelief. So the enemy of faith is unbelief. But was strengthened. How do you strengthen someone in faith? Was strengthened in faith. Now when the strength of the faith became big, then giving glory to God. That situation right now is refusing to bow because the strength of the faith has not matched it. I heard some outstanding testimonies in one of those prayer things that you would be like, my God, faith is real. One of the things you need to grow is grow your faith. Remember the scripture in Jude. Jude one twenty. He said, growing up your most holy faith. How? That was where he gave you the how. He gave you the how to grow faith there. We grow faith by two things. Consistent extraction of revelation in the world. Not reading Bible. You cannot read Bible outside the Holy Spirit. You will never understand it. The man was riding on his donkey and they asked him, understanding what thou readest? He said, I cannot understand when there is no one to explain. So, this Bible can be CRK in your class. It's a map to life in my hand. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Okay, so those of us who went to very good institution, one of the training you would have had as a campus believer is that they teach you how to pray in the spirit for one hour. Because when we pray in the spirit, we speak mysteries. And life is mysterious. Why not speak mystery to the mystery of life? You think you're English. Devil understands English, Ekboma. You do language. Every language you understand. So the only time you get him transfixed is when you pray in the Holy Ghost. He'll be watching you. And he'll be waiting for you to pray in understanding. For him to decode what you have said. So, if you are really growing in spiritual things, you will get to a point that it will be natural for you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, true believer knows that praying in the Spirit is the most fervent form of true prayers. Now, listen to this praying spirit. You will pray in the Holy Ghost upon that. It will be changing by itself. I'm telling you. Then it, you will enter the prophetic. Because as you pray, the image of the things you are seeing, you are saying, you see it in your spirit. Now, imagine something just held your leg. And you, you interpret. You can't interpret. You got to grow in faith, friends. The times are tough and difficult. It is the upgrading of faith that guarantees your victory. Grow in faith. So you grow in faith by confession. You grow in faith by keeping it. You grow in faith by praying in the spirit. The second thing you need to grow, upgrade, in these challenging times, is that, friends, one of the greatest threats of everybody's joy currently is economic deficiency. Hey, send me two million there. Eh? Two million look eh? The greatest shock life gave me. It's a confession I will write in my book. The greatest shock life gave me when I was younger. When I was 16, 17, 18. If someone told me by 16, 17, 18 that now that I am in my 40s, I will not be a billionaire, I would have doubted it. I sincerely would have said it's impossible. Say shock for me. Now, Bracolins can approach me and say, Pastor Steve, can you please send me 500 million there? Bracolins. But there are men in mortal body like us who will deliver it. I heard the arrogance of a pastor sometimes 
a couple of weeks back. He said, I am so rich. Extremely rich. Too rich. Now, your little folly keep insulting rich people. Say, holy, holy, what do you want to want you? You will never be rich if that's your mindset. Because your survival on earth is largely tied to a financial blessing. Very little things can be done without money. Very little things. Even scripture was very proud about it when he said money answered it. I don't like to use the word all because not all. If you undermine the essence of money, you will really understand the meaning of frustration. Everybody will insult you. Now, understand that this is your covenant inheritance. He told you, he told you both written and verbal. He said, I am the God that gives you the power to do what? So why are you not creating it? Your current mental capacity cannot create it. Grow in the spirit. One of the access to divine word creation is secrets. He said, from the days of my youth, I knew the secrets. We don't know because our time with him is short. Oh my God, it's time. We need to grow in kingdom giving. We need to grow in kingdom service. Upgrade our kingdom service. Finally, we upgrade in our righteous living. We upgrade righteous living. The most magical and potent scripture in the Bible, the whole of the Bible. If you don't know any verse or any book in the Bible and you don't know this one, then the chances of you becoming a kingdom champion is little. The most potent scripture in the Bible that summarizes the formula of the entire Bible for victory and success. Matthew 6.33 Walk only with that scripture. You will be made on earth and in heaven. Matthew 6.33 If you don't know anything, know this scripture. Fulfill this scripture. I bet you, I am meditating on it every day. Do you know, you can never convince me you are a burning believer if you have a problem with evangelism. The only thing that God is concerned on earth is not necessarily your money. It's the souls. For it is in the heart of God that none should perish. He can't come and preach, but he sent you to preach. And God is not a user. He's a blesser. As you win the souls, you will prosper. He said, he that winneth soul is wise. Daniel said, he that wins soul is like the shining star. Now, you confess to be a Christian, soul winning is a problem, then I think you need to take a stronger walk of upgrade. Saints of God, I close with this. The final leg to the process of upgrade, how do you upgrade? That's what you will see in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. And I will close with that. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 tells you the step by step and the full benefit of your upgrade. Listen to what it said. Second Corinthians. I think the system was timed to, to be over by 7.30. Uh, anybody can help me with the, the Bible if you have it. Second Corinthians, if you can open it and read it out. Second Corinthians 3.18. It's a clear picture of the process of upgrade. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass. That's the word of God. You are now changing into the image. Your human nature changes into God's nature. From what? From upgrade to upgrade. So the path to glory is in constant looking 
are the word of life. And it changes your nature. Saints of God, millions will survive this season, but some are likely to fall by the wayside. Not because God has done wrong, but they have refused to take responsibility for their spiritual growth. You cannot delegate it. It is your responsibility. I want us to rise on our feet as we take this prayer. 7.33. I hope the one hour is enough to charge our battery. Have you been charged in any way? Have you been charged? Have you been charged? Somebody who heard you go home tonight and say to God, stretch your hands to Father right now. Say, I receive grace for growth. I receive grace for growth. An increase in the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. I receive grace for growth. An increase in the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. Father, give us grace to grow in you. Because so long we are a child, you never inherit the kingdom. You want us to become spiritual adults that can have access to the things of the kingdom. For everyone that has listened today and watching from home, let the grace for growth increase in us. Let hunger for growth increase in us. Let us upgrade every department of our lives in the name of Jesus. And in this season of answered prayer, let there be harvest of testimonies in our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for hearing our prayer, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. If you have been charged, say better amen.